Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosher. <laughs> Sorry. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing man, today, man? I am doing fantastic. So as y'all are know, as y'all are know, as y'all know, we are wrapping up our Modern Men of Pop month. Yeah, and there is no way to be any more modern no. than what we are about to talk about today. No. So I'm going to tell you how I discovered them because it'll lead into kind of where we're going with Please. this. So. Uh, Spotify, they kept playing this song after I would listen to Mammoth VH, which okay. is I don't know how it got there, but I would I was I was on this Mammoth kick, and they would throw in the song we're going to talk about, "Tell Me How It Feels," repeatedly, and I was I loved it, so I dug in and totally geeked out, and I was like, "Rob, you got to check these guys out." Yeah. So we were fortunate enough to get to talk to these guys at the end. So hang around, but if you want to talk about modern, they have Rob mentioned it. Four songs out there, basically. Yes. Um, there's an EP out, and so it's modern, and it's wonderful. And Rob, tell them about what we're talking about. Yeah. This is the band Cardinal Black, all the way from Wales. This is Tell Me How It Feels. It's just so smooth. Dude. You know? Man. Okay, question. Sure. Okay. Cardinal Black, 
are from Wales. Absolutely. Okay. Um, they're, to my knowledge, the first Welsh artist that we have covered. Where, but if you just hearing this song, where would you have guessed that they were from? Oh, man. Louisiana. No, I'm just kidding. Like, e- easily, right? The yes. guitar tone, his vocal tone. Yes. Like, I got a great way to c- categorize this. I'm going to talk about some Wales bands, okay. some Welsh bands. Okay. Tom Jones. Yeah. Charlotte Church. Okay. I mean, come on. Okay. Velvet Underground, Badfinger. You yeah. Know, without, they don't sound anything like no. those guys. No, no, no. If you tell me Charlotte Church, you know, she sounds Welsh. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be honest. Sure. Charlotte Church sounds Welsh. Tom Hollister is a rock star. Yeah. Like a soulful, yeah. smooth rock star. Yes. There, I, you, I think you might have nailed it, actually. If you had told me that these guys were from New Orleans, yeah. I would have totally bought it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, they have this blend of soulful rock and blues, blues infused yeah. with some just um R&B with some influence. modern pop yeah. just quote our yes, theme exactly um you know and I'll go so to give you sort of the now like JP said this is by far the earliest we have ever showcased a band, yeah. right? I mean, but it's just one of those things. You called me and you went, "You have to listen to this yeah. right now." That never, we don't do that often, yeah. right? But you go, "You've got to listen to this right now." And so I go, "Let me pull them up." They have one EP, yeah. It came out last year, yeah. uh, and that's it, uh-huh. right? And we're going to talk to to Chris Buck and Tom Hollister from Cardinal Black. And they're they're gonna tell us that they're gonna they, sit in their car and talk to us. That's it's right. awesome. Yes. And they have they have new music. They have a full album coming very soon. It's as of the time of release, it's not out yet, but it's gonna be out very, very soon. Um and but so at the time they had they had four songs. And so I listened to all four of them and went, dude, we gotta get these guys. Yeah. I know they're brand new. Uh-huh. Uh Sort of, and there's more story to <laughs> You'll that. You'll like the interview portion of that. Yeah, um, but uh, but as as a you know as a band that exists in the Spotify zeitgeist, they are brand new, um, and and their stats even show it. Like we've been keeping track of Spotify stats. Um, they have fourteen thousand one hundred sixty six monthly listeners and seven thousand uh, one hundred eleven followers as the time of recording on Spotify, which is is certainly respectable and not nothing you know what i'm saying but in you know uh, in even in looking at some of the other artists just the three other artists that we have um uh you know covered this month you can tell that cardinal black is still very new to the scene um and so i mean their debut single is less than a year old yeah okay um and their you know their their full-length debut album literally hasn't released yet yeah. <laughs> okay so, so like, you can't get any more modern yeah this is as, as modern as it gets okay um and so and it's not like they're you know our friends or some local guys that we just know yeah. you called me and went dude this yeah. is it get in on this now and so w- we decided they're they're brand new but we got to get them on the show like yeah. most of you guys are or unless you caught them opening up for uh, Miles Kennedy uh-huh. on his U.S. tour late yeah. last year, yeah. like in November, December, you're probably not going to know who Cardinal Black is unless Spotify or something led you to them like it did JP. I'm so glad it did because, my gosh, they're so good. Let me hit a little bit of one of the three other songs that yeah. <laughs> that, that they have um, to show you kind of where I feel like is – at the other end, if Tell Me How It Feels is sort of one end of their spectrum, um, <laughs> this is based on four songs. Four so spectrums. But let me give you, this is, if that is more on the 
soulful, bluesy end of what they have. Let me give you some of Where Do You Go, okay. which I feel is a little more on the pop yeah. end. Um, so here's Where Do You Go off of that same uh, Cardinal Black four-song EP. Dude, Tom's voice. That's just good. Oh, oh. And then it gets really raucous later on in the song. The second verse really you oh, know, goes to another level and that kind of stuff. Um, let's highlight. Let's see. Where's a good spot where we can highlight Chris? Okay. Well, I got some ideas on that. Okay. Um, I wanted to um, touch on, you mentioned last week how you felt like Stephen Day is the most trusting, like yeah. you trusted Tr- him based, based off his face. Yeah. I trust Tom because of his voice. Oh, like, yeah. He like soothes me. Like he can say any, I could hear him read the phone book yeah. and be like, I trust that guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we even joked in the interview, like if I, when I get to heaven, the Lord's going to say, you could pick anybody's voice. Right. I'm going Brian Adams, but if he's like, sorry, it's taken by too many, yeah. then I'm going Tom Hollister. Yeah. That's the guy's voice I yeah. want. So, That's which, good. and I want to touch on Chris as well, but let's do it in the meet the band section. Okay, so let's perfect. meet the band, play the jingle, and we'll get through this. Great. Uh, hey, band of Cardinal Black. Um, again, with limited uh, sample size, <laughs> I'm really excited for this Meet the Band section because we're going to literally meet the band in the funnest of ways. Okay. So Tom Hollister on vocals, according to his LinkedIn, which is my favorite <laughs> way to start this, never started a Meet the Band section with their LinkedIn. He was a sales consultant for Meltwater, a media consultant from 2013 to 2014. This is the guy I want singing, Tell Me How It Fails, because this guy is normal. <laughs> normal hat. You know, he was an accessory specialist with the Seitner Group from 2015 to 2018. Again, it's this Lincoln, guy, dude. this guy has normal jobs. I trust this guy to tell to sing. Tell me how it feels. Okay. Like I trust, love this guy, like, dude. I know, I know how it feels. Tom Hollister, rock star. You guys are gonna love uh, the way we hang out with him at the end. All right, Chris Buck on guitar. I could talk about this guy's gear like all day. So he plays a Fender Duo Sonic. A Yamaha Revstar, HX Stomp XL, King Tone. We talk about all that with him as much as I can. So huge, yeah. huge fan of his gear. And actually, it between the time that we interviewed them, which was just a few weeks ago, um, and and now he got named as an official artist for the Revstar. So okay, like, nice. Yamaha is like relaunching this, mm-hmm. you know, the Revstar, uh, and he is named as one of the faces of the Red Star. So he couldn't he couldn't exactly say it in the interview. Yeah, we kind of hinted at. I was like, come on, man, when are you get in your your custom series. So anyway, it's it's neat to hear him talk about yeah. about that. 
Um, he was in a band called Buck and Evans, and I want a chance. Here's yeah. a good good chance to to highlight a little Chris. Um, go to Slow Train. The solo is about two twenty eight. Um, so that would be a good little quick sampling. Uh, yes, I got a longer sampling, but let's play a little of the solo in Slow Train oh, um, from Buck and Evans. Buck and Evans, something different, um, but also so good. This would be. You're not ready for what's about to hit you here. Featuring Chris Buck and Sally Ann Evans. Piano, like, get your piano on with this stuff. so much so and, much and you said i think we talked about it in the interview a little that he that he immediately jumped into your top 20 guitarist yeah for sure yeah like and right like, away and that never happened like it, that list is constantly changing but yeah. like bam he's there yeah uh and he he plays when i say finger style i don't mean he plays finger style he's not like chad atkins, chad atkins. Yeah. yes yeah but he plays with his fingers as opposed yeah. to a pick same way that richie Cotson, uh, we yeah. talked about in our poison episode uh exclusive to patreon hey uh if you want to go support us on Plug. patreon you can hear that but um yeah the, no pick you know just yeah. just plays with his fingers he um, holds a pick um which is weird you got to watch him play so yeah. If you get a chance, just watch him play. Yeah, it'll it'll make you appreciate his playing even more. Just yeah, the 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 mechanics of the so way. fluid. His playing is so fluid and just full of tone and yeah. soul. Uh, it's just great. My favorite uh, Chris Buck guitar moment is um, there. There's a Buck and Evans song called "Dreams to Rem." Well, it's an Otis Redding cover. Mm-hmm. Dreams to Remember. Uh, they do it this "Rockin' to Remember" from 2013. Go to minute 221 to 456. You don't have to play it now because it's okay. two minutes. But, uh, it's man, it's awesome. So that's it's good. If you got two minutes, um, listen to that. It's wonderful. Um, on drums, Adam Roberts. Um, so where do you find stuff on these people? I'll tell you where you do. I've already done LinkedIn, so I go to this guy's Instagram page. Yes. And, and he's got Cardinal Black photos. Um, Adam Roberts drums, if you want to see it. He's got, I mean, 1,300 followers. This guy's also normal. Yeah. So these are normal guys <laughs> with above normal talent. Yeah. Um, and his Instagram we know is going to blow up after this. So yeah. you're welcome, Adam, for that. Right. <laughs> about to get tons of followers. Um, on bass, Sam Williams. Um, and we'll actually talk to the guys in the band um, – about how they got Sam in, um, how it happened and everything, and how he compliments uh, the band so well. So, great band. Um, so, so check them out for sure. Um, yeah. So, that's the Meet the Band section. Yes. Originally, um, so this this isn't the first time, Cardinal Black is not the first time that Buck and Hollister have made music together. They were originally um, two-thirds of the Tom Hollister trio in which Tom Hollister both sang and played bass. And this is the mm-hmm. part we kind of get into with, yeah. with the interview with them. Um, but it was, a, it was a college dissertation project for Tom Hollister to put together a, a band and kind of release an EP. Um, and there's a great story that they get into about their release party. Um, we'll save that, but just... Make sure you listen to this story about their release party and who was there. Um, but um, so they, they kind of dissolved in 2011 after briefly moving to the U.S. under the management of uh, Guns N' Roses manager Alan Niven. 
Um, but they, you know, remain friends and they would jam, you know, get together occasionally. I got and a so, Guns N' Roses quick tie in real quick okay, yeah. and then we'll go to it. So, and that same show from 2013 that I like the rockin' to remember yeah. him and Slash do a blues jam. Yes. Chris so, and Slash. Yes. So, there you go. Anyway. Absolutely. Continue. Anyway, during the pandemic sort of roads led back together and they went, let's go, you know, go over some of this stuff that we used to have and adapt it. And then they end up recording it and then, Hey, let's make this thing official, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so then they start working on, you know, the new album. Uh, which is imminent. I described their music in my notes as it feels like a smoldering cigar sitting next to a glass of brandy in a dimly lit study. Oh, yes. That's right? great. Yes. It just. It's Clue. It's, yes. It's Clue. Exactly. It's it's smart. Uh-huh. It's smoky. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, in, it's uh, and it's. Brandy. It's a little that's, dark. It's great. You know what I mean? It's, good. it's just like I just feel like that's that's what I get from them. It smells like leather. Yeah. You know? <laughs> not not in a cowboy way. Yeah, not not leather boots. No, it smells like leather books. Yeah. Leather know? have many leather bound books. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, it's good. Uh, in the study. Man, I love that so much. That was good. Louder sound calls Cardinal Black, quote, your new favorite providers of soul-soaked blues. That's good. Um, and while I think blues is a little bit of an understatement, mm-hmm. right? Blues undercuts what they do. Yeah. I feel like the rest of that description is is pretty apt. Um Let's see. Blues what? influenced. Yeah. His guitar yeah, playing blues is blues infused. influenced. Yeah, infused. You know what I mean? That's that good. kind of thing. Like, yeah, you can obviously evidence, you can hear, and he, he you know, freely names like Clapton and Hendrix as, yeah. you know what I mean, like major influences. So that's that's no big surprise. Um, Chris Buck was named best new guitarist in the world in 2019 by Total Guitar Magazine. Um, it's a big world. It is a big world, right? And uh, and Total Guitar Magazine said, we found this guy in Wales on Instagram. You know, that's kind of where, like, he uh, kind of amassed a big... Um, and again, this is one of, the, one of the things that a modern player kind of almost has to do now. You have to get a big social media following. Um, or you, you don't have to, but it's one of the ways to be able to get yourself out there is to, you know, get, be on Instagram and on YouTube... And just showcasing yourself with clips and live performances and that kind yeah. of thing, build up a following there so that you automatically have an inroad for your album to land. You know what I mean? They knew if we can get this EP into the hands of, you know, he's got 150, 200,000, fo- you know, followers on, on, uh, um, YouTube, YouTube, you know, so if we can get this EP in the hands of, you know, whatever, a decent number of those fans, then it's going to do well. It's going to be fine. And then that springboards you into some more things because you start seeing Spotify success after that. And, you know, things start to catch on and and it just leads you into a, you know, a kind of a ready-made audience who already likes you. Um, so that's, you know, kind of the, uh, a lot of the way that it's done now, it's not exactly the way it used to be. Um, it's a, it's a different era you know what I mean? Good. Especially for guitarists. Like there's a there's no shortage of like quote unquote Instagram guitarists. Yeah. But um but Chris Buck like stood head and shoulders above a lot of these. And so that's when he got named best new guitarist in the world in twenty nineteen, which is just a funny thing. I'm the best new guitarist in the world. And that's he's already been playing like some of the stuff you're talking about in twenty thirteen. You know what I mean? It's not it's not like he just started in yeah. 2019, but it's when he finally sort of got discovered by somebody who could go, man, this guy's freaking good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So 
Cardinal Black then gets together and puts together these four songs. And I'm sorry, that's all there is right now. <laughs> but just hold on. Follow them on Spotify. It'll be like next year when we uh, get named the best new music podcast right. in the world. I'm like, well, we've been out 10 seasons. <laughs> that's <but>. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for so, picking us up, Rolling Stone. We appreciate that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. My, uh, have we done, we haven't done Stump the Genius yet. No, let's do Stump the okay. Genius. Okay, because I feel like I have something that might step on what I feel like you might do for Stump the Genius, okay. and I don't want to do it. Okay, let's play Stump the Genius. Let's do it. Stump the Genius, Stump the Genius, Stump the Genius, it's time to Stump the Genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. I don't know if you'd have landed here. I don't know, you might have. We're going to do Stump the Genius, is this a St. Louis Cardinal or a Chicago Blackhawk. Okay, okay. Were you going there? I was going. I was going to name my favorite Black Cardinals other than Buck Hollister and company. Uh, I okay. was going to say my favorite Black Cardinals would probably be Ozzy Smith and Vince Coleman. Okay, that's uh, good. But, you know, that's good. No, that's, that's good. I'll pick Willie McGee. So okay. there you go. That's all right. We can play, and I'll use that as a segue because okay. the way we're going to play it is I'm going to name some fa- some nicknames, players' names, and you're going to tell me whether they were a Cardinal. Okay. Or, or whether they were Hawk. a Blackhawk. Okay, all right. So we're going to say Cardinal or Blackhawk. Okay. Um, I'm not going to give you Stan the Man Musual. Sure, yeah, Too yeah. easy. Yeah. I'm not going to give you the Wizard of Oz. Okay. I'm not going to give you Dan Snowshoes Maloney, because okay. that's obviously going to be hockey. Snowshoes, yeah. Hockey, or yeah. Doug Chairman of the Boards, because that's <laughs> hockey. Okay, okay. So these are just guesses. Okay. Yeah, I, this is straight up guessing. 50-50 chance. All right. Um, okay, so here we go. I don't know any of these people, okay. so here we go. This is fun. Johnny the Big Cat Mize. Johnny Johnny Mize sounds like a baseball player. That is a baseball yeah. player. Okay. So he got named that because he was comfortable in the box and would crowd the plate. Okay. So pitchers would, ch- but he was the big cat, so okay. he was comfortable in the he box. Was the big cat. So All, one for- same, uh, same uh, nickname given to Andres Galarraga. There you go. Right? Big he was cat. Also the That's big right. Cat. Braves. There we go. And Expos. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I just in keeping with the cat theme. Alex Kitty Cat De- Debron Cat. Oh, wow. Okay. Obviously because of his last name. Yeah. Alex Kitty Cat Debron Cat. That sounds like a I'm gonna go Blackhawks. That That's a like Blackhawk, a right? It's two me. for yeah. two. Okay. Harry the Cat Breachin. <laughs> oh. Harry the Cat Breachin. Sounds like a really old bass player. Right. I'll go with Cardinals. Yeah. Cardinals. Three for three. <laughs> Nicknamed the cat because of his quick reflexes in the field. Okay. So here we right. go. Rob is three for three. Man. No more cats. Okay, okay here we no go. More cats. Enos Country Slaughter. Enos Slaughter is a baseball player. Enos That's a is a baseball yeah. player. The Cardinal wow. showed up to first practice in a cowboy hat, and so the nickname Country stuck. Wow. There you go. Rob is four for four. Guys. I have not heard that name. I've heard my dad name, name that Enos man, Slaughter, and I, I not since I was a little child. That's awesome. Wow, Enos Slaughter. So Dell Alley channeling Thanks. the answer Thanks, down dad. to Rob on that one. You helped me win stump the genius. Here we go. Dad. Number five. It. We got one more. Oh, one more. I'm one sorry. more. Okay. Harold Mush March. Harold Mush. March. Nothing about that name gives away anything to me. Mush. Mush. Mush makes me think snow dogs. So like like okay. you know, mush. You yeah. know what I mean? It's snow dogs. So I'm gonna go hockey. Hockey is right. Whoa. But he's named after Mushmouth from Dick Tracy. So <laughs> he scored the goal wow. in the 1934 Stanley Cup that gave them the win. So there you go. Five named for five. It's been a minute since Rob has Thank swept you. the category. Thank so you. finishing Modern Men of Pop Month with a home run slash right. hat trick. All right. So due to the lack of like sort of Cardinal Black back catalog information, right? We had to do some different kind of research. I went and found the 
all-time list, building the St. Louis Cardinals ultimate black history lineup. Okay. okay? So we're fun. talking about Cardinal Black. These are the all-time I want to try. I want to see how Cardinals. I can do. Okay. okay. So is it going to be just one position? So it's one at one at each, each position. position. Okay. okay. So Pitcher's got to be Bob Gibson. Picture, yes, Bob Gibson. That's right. I'm going to bounce around to try to help get it. Okay. So, um, God, goodness gracious. I'm going to help you on catcher. Okay? okay. The Cardinals have never suited an everyday African-American catcher. Because Tony Pena was not black, he would be right, Hispanic. Be Hispanic. Yeah. Okay, that was yeah. So they have Man. never they've never had like an everyday black catcher. Okay, okay first so base. Goodness gracious, Dan Dreesen. Uh, this is going to go uh, Bill White. Fifty nine to sixty five. Oh man, second Se- base. I don't think of this guy as a cardinal. I think of him him as an expo. Would have gone well if you said Expo Delino De Shields. Delino De Shields. I'm going to dig myself a bell there. <laughs> dig yourself, Shortstop, man. it's got to be Ozzy. Ozzy yeah. Smith, right? Uh, shortstop is Ozzy Smith. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Third base. Third base. Man, Terry Pendleton. Terry Pendleton. Okay, man. man I'm trucking along. Yeah. Outfield. Outfield's going to get tough. Lou Brock is going to be an outfielder. Yes, sir. Lou Brock. Yep. Where's he playing? Center. Got, they've got him in left field. Left. Okay, okay, good. Does that mean Willie McGee can play center? Willie McGee is among those names. They gave it. They, they gave center in... field. They kind of co-gave oh, it to oh. Willie McGee. You want to guess any of the others in center? Goodness gracious! Let me think. Uh, one's old and one's newer. The other two they gave uh, center field to would be Kurt Flood, okay, 1958 good, yeah. to 1960, and Ray Lankford. Yeah, Ray Lankford. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. And then right field, 1978 to 84. I should know this. Come on, Mosier. George. Yeah. Foster. No, George, 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 (laughs) goodness gracious, George (laughs) Hendricks. Yes, George George Hendricks. Yes. Wow. Oh, man. Well done. Uh, I was looking through my baseball cards in my head. Wow. (laughs) George Hendricks, yes. Killer hair. And then on the bench and in the bullpen, they included Vince Coleman. Coleman, yeah. uh, Lee Smith. Yeah, Led the saves for a while. Uh, Brian Jordan. Yeah. Lonnie Smith. Hey, I met Brian Jordan not too long ago. Lonnie Smith, my least favorite Braves moment. We've talked about that. (laughs) Why are you stopping against the Twins? (laughs) Please score there. Anyway. So those are the- That was fun. Those are the best black Cardinals. Guys, we had two Um, good Stump the Genius rounds. We did. That That was was fun. Accidental Stump the Genius. Um, And then one more side note on the first black Cardinal. uh, The first black Cardinal in the Catholic Church- in the United States, okay. was appointed November 28th, 2020. 2020, Whoa. the first where, black cardinal. Where have they been? Uh, <laughs> Come on, let's get going. I don't think it's a matter of where have they been. I mean, where as, we as, have, yes, where have we, yes. where have we been? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Wilton Gregory, the okay. Archbishop of Washington, D.C., was named uh, a cardinal by Pope Francis. He was once the president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, and he was the first African-American to hold that office. Best I can tell... The first black cardinal in history, like okay. worldwide, mm-hmm. was named Lorian. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to mess this up. Lorian Rugambwa. Rugambwa. Okay. okay. Lorian Rugambwa, who was Archbishop of Dar Salaam in, uh, in Tanzania. Okay. And he was elevated to the cardinalate in 1960. I so like much, that. And it took the U.S. 40 years to catch up. We've yeah. got African uh, bishops and cardinals way before we had them in the U.S. Get with the times, folks. Yeah. Um, 
Guys, you guys are going to love these guys. We're just getting started. Yeah. You're actually going to get to meet. Uh, That's right. This is the real meet the band section. That's right. We got um, Buck and Hollister coming up. Is this the first time we've spoken? No, it's not the first time no, we've we spoken. No, we did it with Quinn and Rome. That's right. And, yes, we did. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, these guys are great. You're going to really enjoy them. And you can just tell, you know, their chemistry with them talking. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's great. So here is hoping to huge success for Cardinal Black. Um, and we can say, y'all remember when? That's right. So once the, once the album comes comes out and they blow up we're going to have them back on the show so that they that's can right. thank us that's right um yeah so in all seriousness we're so glad to spend a few minutes with these guys uh and we're going to go do that right now but first no matter what you're doing stop it okay stop it i know you've got mouthful of sandwich right now you're at you're at jersey mike's and the 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 sauce the juice is just dripping right. down your hands from that original got italian you're holding oil all over your hands yeah, you got it mike's way with the just the juiciest juice everywhere drop it okay and pick up your phone don't even use a napkin there's no time there's no time for a napkin pick up your phone and go to facebook instagram and twitter and follow us at great song pod Join the Facebook group, Great Songs, and the great people who love them greatly. And if you want to go the extra mile and be part of helping us produce the show, let me tell you what you can do. Lean in. Listen in real carefully. Let me tell you what you can do. You can go to patreon.com <laughs> slash greatsongpod, okay? For the price of a cup of coffee a month, <laughs> you can help this show stay on the air and continue to grow and do more as we expand Change lives. our podcast empire, okay? <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash greatsongpod. You know I mean it because I brought my voice That's down That's right. Low, okay? He went to uh, NPR voice. Important. I'm going to add in uh, Arms of the Angel by Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> over this, okay? The really dogs. Guilt you into this. Um, <laughs> seriously, if you want to do that, we can say thank and you. By <laughs> I'll just sing it. Okay, thanks. Yes, please. We could do uh, say thank you by giving you bonus episodes uh, and uh, goodies of all kinds. I can't do it. I can't do it with JB singing. Sarah McLaughlin, thank you for joining the show today. Really appreciate it. Now go away. Don't ever come back. We're gonna go. We're gonna go talk to Chris Buck and Tom Hollister. Oh yes. Sure. I that's don't know which one. No, that's from that's every high school that's, yeah. uh, senior that's video. montage. Yeah. So we're going to go talk to Chris Buck and Tom Hollister. We'll be back to tuck you in at the end. This is the Great Song Podcast. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with Chris and Tom of Cardinal Black. Thank you guys so much for joining us today uh, in in your cold car in the uh, in the decimating cold of winter. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for being with us today on the Great Song Podcast. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having us. Cheers. Yeah, we are so excited to talk to you. I, I guess probably the 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 way for us to start this is. Um, the super fun story of how we kind of got to know you. Um, it was one of those just sort of serendipitous things that we didn't know anything about either of you. Um, and, uh, and just happened upon, you know, tell me how it feels on Spotify. Um, and it became, you know, man, I can't believe we haven't heard yeah. these guys yet. This, this EP is months old, you know what I mean? But we, I can't believe we've never heard it before. Um, so I, I kind of want to just, springboard that i guess into a question about spotify because jp and i are both um, uh, old and um <laughs> we, and so we came from you know the generation where i mean i rem- i remember i lament the, the loss of the mall when i was growing up had three music stores just in the mall full of you know records and tapes and cd's um and it was just a, it was just a whole other you know a whole other thing for us for music discovery um has 
it has Spotify, and I know you know you guys both have big Instagram presences. Um, has things like that? Are they a necessary evil for you, or is it just like this is how we get known? This is how we get discovered now. I think you kind of, for me at least, speaking personally, I think you hit the nail on the head there. The, the necessary evil is a phrase that gets mm. kind of bandied around a lot with with Spotify or any kind of streaming platforms, I guess. It's it's difficult, I guess, I'll probably speak with a level of certainty in saying both me and Tom are relatively old school in the sense that we kind of grew up in an era where music was a physical thing. You know, it was a, it was a CD for us. And I guess for, for generations gone by, it was a tape or it was vinyl or whatever. And for me, I, there is a, a large part of me which still likes having that physical element to it. But I appreciate, I mean, the very small minority in that respect. You know, people, you know, fan, fans of the band or kind of the younger generation don't even know music was ever a physical thing. You know, it's, <laughs> it's always been this instantly accessible kind of uh, digital commodity. So don't get me wrong, I subscribe to Apple Music. And I love the, the kind of flexibility of just the ease of being able to find any track um, instantaneously. I remember, you know, kind of trying to demonstrate this to my grandmother, who was in her late eighties at the time, trying to say, "You, you name a song, and I'll play it within about three seconds." And it just absolutely blew her mind. And you know, I think that's it's inevitably that's the way music is going. That's very much the way music has gone. So I think trying to fight against that tide you you kind of pull in a bit of a kink and really yeah. um so it's embracing it i wish the rates of pay were fairer and i think that there has to be a readdress of it in some shape or form to make sure that that money then trickles down to the people who quite frankly i think are deserving of it which are the musicians which essentially create the platform there wouldn't be any music on there to listen to if it wasn't for the musicians making the music so i think it's it's a shame that they're not or we i guess to speak as a collective musician <laughs> we're not recompensed more fairly for that yeah. but at the same time, I guess, you know, who the hell are we? If, if Taylor Swift or Adele, you know, can't action any great kind of um, change of movement by, you know, retaining their music from Spotify or Apple Music, then we're sure it's not going <laughs> <That's laughs> to make anything happen in the short. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll try, but I don't think I'm going to be able to, quite frankly. So, yeah. I'll use this as an opportunity then for the listeners. How, how we can turn this into an action item is if you really want to support your favorite artists, use Spotify, use Apple Music as a discovery tool, and then go buy the album, right? Then go buy a t shirt, go buy a concert ticket, a bumper sticker, something, right? And then still stream it after that. Like, do everything you can because the streaming alone is not really making it happen for your favorite artists. So, so do, do all the things. If you really want to support just your Spotify subscription alone, your Apple Music subscription is, is not there. Do, you know, do more. Be active supporters. <laughs> so I'll just throw that plug. Rob, in. Rob, this is. Tom, I think we just bypassed that procedure. If I text you my bank details <laughs> and you, you post them up, just get people to throw some money my way, that would exactly. be easier again. Like, yes. I, I, think, I think for what it's worth, Chris hit the nail on the head. Like We're both of an age where we had one foot in both camps. Mm. Um, but also, I think what's important to note now is that whereas before that was a real money spinner for artists, now I think you're naive if you don't just kind of almost see it as the biggest marketing tool you have to get people to your live gigs, to get people to your, your website to buy merchandise. So, um, you know, it's it, the digital era, I think, went through that phase where it was almost you decide, you know, the, sorry, the customer decides how much, you know, the fan decides how much to pay. And, um, and things, have, they seem to have kind of straightened up from the, the Wild West days of just go and steal all the music. You know, I think sure. it's people are, people are, willing now to pay their tenner a month to to get onto Spotify and Apple Music. But equally, I think, yeah, I think 
like Chris just said, you, you can sit there and complain about it, or you can just roll with those punches and, and realize that you have to adapt to the times. And so, you know, for us, that's why we're, we've, we've come out of the rehearsal studio to do this, right? Like our focus is on how good can we be live and come to our show and hopefully really enjoy that. And then if, yeah, if you want to buy a t-shirt, then amazing, you know? So, um, it, it we're both consumers on Spotify and Apple music and thing. And I love it. Um, maybe there's something in the fact that although you've got all of the songs in the world, I still rotate back to probably my top five albums of all time sure. uh, and they get a hammering more than anything else. It, somewhat can't see the wood for the trees sometimes because of the amount of stuff in front of you. So whereas back before they used to be the gatekeeper of A&R and the gatekeeper of labels, and then perhaps the gatekeeper of record shops in your local town. Um, now you don't really have much of that. And it's just anybody with, you know, a little bit of recording facilities in their bedroom can get on, on one of these platforms and, uh, which is great, but equally from a consumer point of view, it's quite hard to kind of narrow down what you want to find. So, but Hey, if it's put it in your ears and you guys can hear it, that I'm all for Spotify. That's right. It's got you to the largest music podcast in America. <laughs> so uh, obviously, obviously it's doing something right. The, uh, so I guess I'll have to do these kind of alternating fashions because I want to ask each of you specific questions. So we'll start with Chris. Uh, in 2019, you were voted the best new guitarist in the world. Who are your guitar yeah. icons? I can't believe you beat me for that, by the way. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. <laughs> who's, uh, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Or name some, uh, some guitar icons. Oh man, um, it's changing every week. Um, I think I kind of very much had a, a kind of blues diet growing up, you know, just with the kind of stuff that my old man kind of played to me when I was very young. So Clapton was a big one. Um, the, the Blues Breaker record in particular really was one of the first moments that I was aware of guitar playing, almost not necessarily for guitar playing's sake, but <laughs> guitar playing as a kind of virtuoso kind of thing, I guess. Um, again, Steve Ray, all the kind of usual candidates in that respect, I guess. More recently, guys like Derek Trucks. Um, I'm a huge Lindsey Buckingham fan. I think Lindsey Buckingham is a hugely underrated guitar player, not only as a writer, but as a kind of soloist as well. It's very much of that less is more kind of, you know, kind of camp um, or train of thought. So, yeah, I don't know what changes every week. You know, this <laughs> kind of, there's a hell of a lot of new great guitar players who kind of fly under the radar. But, you know, like Tom said, as much as kind of we find ourselves rotating back to the kind of same albums and the same guys. So I'm as guilty of that as anyone. Tom, you've uh, you've kind of developed as a front man. You, you've landed in your element with the eyes closed, back away from the mic and the sweat, kind of the cool guy persona, which I love. <laughs> Have you always been comfortable as a front man or did that kind of come with time or develop over time? Yeah, I mean, if there's one word to describe me, cool is definitely the word. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, that's luck more than judgment, I think. And it, it, look, it's, I think, you know, Chris is an amazing player, but I think he'd be the first to, to say that Cardinal Black is kind of the sum of its parts a little bit and, um, and everybody on the stage is, you know, is, is great. And I genuinely never meant to do that. I'll get out of the way of any one person or any one point. It was more that like, I just found myself enjoying being on the stage and listening as well. And, um, there are times in the past when I've played an instrument as well and, you know, it's probably best I never do that again, but you know, I think it's quite nice to just get out of the way and listen and take it in. And, you know, yeah. So you can call it cool if you want. I think it's probably a little bit like, like I say, more luck than judgment, but yeah, I've just, I, I've always, I've always fronted a band, but it, it's always been kind of a, a thing, I suppose, where nobody else really wanted to do it. So I was, I was up and at the mic um, and it's grown from there. So yeah, I suppose I feel most comfortable there, but um, you know, I, I like just going back and have a swig of a beer and just taking it in for a second as well. Uh, I'm happy there. 
So you're so you're more comfortable without an instrument than with one, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, I I think so. That that actually was strange. So we were myself and Chris, and then the drummer Adam were in a band way back when, and I it was kind of a bit of a power trio, and I played bass. And then so going from that to then going on a stage and thinking, well, what do I do with my hands for the nine minutes of song that Chris wants to play a solo? Um, and and yeah, much to my wife's disapproval, I think, and my fitness coach, I, gra- I, grab, I grab a beer at any one of those times. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, nah, I think, you know, you play to your strengths and I, I guess I could sing and I'm, I'm not the best bass player ever. So um, yeah, I'm happy enough just uh, holding, holding a Guinness rather than holding a bass. Sing and even drink. <laughs> different different instrument it's just a different instrument um, <laughs> it's a different skill set definitely <laughs> yeah there you go uh okay so going going back to the to the early days as the power trio i heard a story actually i, I read a story um you know we're we're in an interesting spot with you guys where we didn't have like we talked to a lot of artists who have you know i mean we just talked to uh we talked to the the uh corky uh corky Lang from mountain, from today, mountain you know and so he's been making music 50 60 years so there's like tons and tons and tons of back research we can do uh but it, yeah. you know you guys it's more it's a lot more limited at this point um but uh in the research that i did i found a cool story about steve winwood randomly showing up at at an early gig when you guys were still a trio um can mm. you tell me a did he show up did, did you become aware of his presence before, during, or after the set? Because those are three wildly different emotions. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and just share a little bit about like how that developed into you know something more. It was definitely before because Tom's wife was on the door taking ticket sales and tried to charge him to get in. Um, <laughs> yes. and, 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 and which, and which uh, Tom quickly appeared and told him, I think you can come in. Um, but no, it was... I'd like, I'd like to say we weren't married at the time, but that was the defining moment when I said she's a keeper. <laughs> okay. keep, keep an eye on the first strings. Um, yeah, um, no, we were definitely aware that he'd come uh, prior to going on stage. It was a strange one. I mean, the kind of um, the end game of that band at that point—I don't think I'm wrong in saying—was pretty much to get through that gig. Okay, um, and that—that that was going to be it. It was kind of part of Tom's. Um, university or college piece you know okay. um was to uh, create a band write an ep record said ep and you know put on some kind of release show um and optimistically we had about four million of the eps made sure. um so and then only selling eight of them at the show so we have at least 3.9 million of them <laughs> to get rid of so we kept going um but steve steve Wynn was showing up you know kind of led to us recording at his studio he was incredibly complimentary and very generous with his time, you know, and just allowing us to kind of take over and crash at his place pretty much. Um, so yeah, kind of one thing snowballed and, you know, like that was a very long time ago. So I guess that was the best part 12 years ago at this point. Wow. Um, and we've all kind of gone our separate paths and sort of reconvened further down the line. And so I guess it's, it's a bit of a strange one in the sense that we're simultaneously a very new band right. um, in that our first, we kind of released, totally cold you know as far as the kind of public were aware anyway in last um, may i think june and we're simultaneously a very old band and there's almost you know well there's just over a decade's worth of kind of shared experience between us you know so it's it's a strange one for a lot of people and uh yeah i guess it can be a little bit confusing thinking are these guys new or are they have they been around forever so right does that lead to um sort of a um 
a, a greater level of comfort when you guys just started, okay, let's, let's sort of reform. Let's try this again. Um, you know, and you started, does it, does it lead to instantly you're more able to sort of find the zone as, as you're creating? Yeah, I, I think when you've got that history and, and it's also, I guess, important to, to note, I think Chris covered it, but we didn't just play then and then end. And I guess, especially speaking to guys in the States, you know, Wales, where we're from is, is tiny, right? You can throw a stone and hit any of us. And so we, we even grew up, you know, arguably a, a mile or two away from each other and have, and have stayed close mates throughout that and yeah. have played in various shapes and forms throughout. So we always equate it, I guess. It's a, I always think of it as like a rugby analogy that <laughs> I'm not sure you guys will understand, but it's, it's a scrum half talking to the outside half. I guess it's your quarterback, basically. But um, And, you know, if you play with that person often enough and for long enough, then you understand their move before they make it. And that obviously then informs the way we write and the way we play live on stage. And it's, there's a little nod here from Chris and you know he wants to go around again on a solo or whatever it might be. So yeah, it's definitely had a massive impact on the way that we we write. And, and from my point of view, it's only ever really, I've only ever really wanted to be Chris and, and Adam, you know? And then we were we were blessed with Sam coming onto the, onto the base in, in the, the makeup of the band now, uh, which has kind of led to, to it moving forward really but yeah so for me it was just a case of how do we get that back in a room and how do we develop that thing that we had that just i guess through age and us being young didn't really work the first time around but no it definitely has an influence on it yeah yeah chemistry can can definitely play a, a big role i'm glad you touched on sam i think uh great great addition to the band with you guys and it takes a special kind of person to compliment because both of you guys could carry the song on your own. Like you could definitely carry it. Tom as a, as a front man, Chris as a guitar player. So mm. he's so good. Thank you. Uh, fits, fits well with you guys. Okay. A couple randoms. Um, I, Chris, I'm going to try to refrain from all the gear nut questions that I have. I have a ton. <laughs> he has a lot. I have a ton. It's an <laughs> overload and we have like 13 minutes with you guys. So I'm going to be smart. I'm going to choose <laughs> the ones I like the best. So on jump in, you play a Fender Duo Sonic. What do you like about the guitar? Cause it's not near as popular as a Telly or a Strat. What do you like about, about the Fender Duo Sonic? It's- it's just again a reference that might be lost on you guys. I always compare it to like a hot uh, hot hatchback, basically a very small car that you okay. just you you get in and you instantly turn into a kind of sex oversex seventeen year old who wants yeah. to kind of do donuts around a car park. Um, it's just a, a kind of a fun guitar. You can't help but have fun on it. I mean, I bought an old one recently, having not played an original one. I was only having played the the reissue that Fender did recently. Um, got my hands on an original, and it's considerably smaller. It very much feels like a student guitar, which is what it was kind of modeled as. Um, so it's just, like I said, it's just a guitar that you can't help but have fun on. It's incredibly simple. It's not any kind of, you know, over complicated bells and whistles to get distracted by. It's just one of those guitars that if you can't get a great sound out of a simple guitar, you probably need to work on your kind of technique <laughs> or the fundamentals a little bit more. So I don't know there's just something quite liberating and quite free. And I think about a guitar, which doesn't overly burden you with options. Okay, Tom, follow up gear question for you in a weird way. Um, how many hats would you say you have? You have some power <laughs> hats in those videos. Do you have a large collection of hats? Uh, honestly, I think it's one. Just with, <laughs> it's uh, the one. It's, it's the, worn on different jaunty angles, I think. Okay, but, um, it's the same hat all the way through. The uh, I think uh, for, for a while it is. I, I think whenever we play live now, the, do- the joke is essentially that Adam the drummer Jets put, puts another hat on my head and I'll wear it. Um, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I, I don't really care, to be honest. As you can probably judge by all of the times you've seen me, um, I don't care what I look like. Uh, <laughs> 
you rock. <laughs> Uh, well, since you mentioned Adam on Jump In, um, he seems drenched in sweat in the video. Do y'all remember when y'all recorded that? Was it really hot, or is he just an expressive player who seems to sweat a lot? He, he is. He's a very sweaty man. Or, 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 it, or it was raining. I think. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Like, just to, just to give those guys a shout out for a second. But you you touched upon something with Sam earlier yes. coming into the dynamic of the band that's already kind of existed for a long, long time, and obviously we've been personal mates. And Sam is like held it together so well but i think then has pushed adam on to be uh, an even better drummer frankly and and now those guys f- find a uh, find a, a rhythm <laughs> if you like that we then build off on every song so like yeah that he is very energetic when he plays and he's got a lovely style to watch adam but yeah i think also it may have been raining or he spilled a glass of okay. water on him something like that <laughs> <laughs> on the on the for jump in do y'all play along it's got the keyboard pad added is that something that y'all play along or is it something that you added in post production like did you have it in pre production when you're playing along or yeah, did you add it in we, after it's one of those things for us that we're increasingly writing more with keys um, so we always kind of knew that there were going to be extra elements involved in that. We've had so much grief off people on the YouTube videos going, I can hear a keyboard, but I can't see can't one. Can't see anybody playing it. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, little <laughs> I think as long as you're all playing in a room, people just assume you're live. And it's like, well, it is a music video. You've got some kind of creative license. Um, but, yeah, we play with the keys player. We've, um, we did a tour recently in December around the UK supporting Miles Kennedy. Um, of which we took a keys player, actually Tom's brother okay. uh, came out ah. for the duration of the tour, and um, which was great fun, great singer, great keys player, just kind of fitted in really nicely. So I think incorporating keys has always been uh, something that was kind of that we wanted to do. It's just um, a case of finding the finding the right one at the moment. Unfortunately, Tom's brother is a very busy man otherwise, so I don't think he's going to be able to commit to coming out on the road with us for months at a time. But um, yeah, keys is a, a big part of our sound. It's just not necessarily in the music videos, much to um, much to everyone on YouTube's annoyance. It would seem, so. <laughs> but, uh, That's the big John one, two, three's annoyance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the big YouTube comment that I saw so much was on your live video of Warm Love, how you drop the pick midway through the solo. Can you remember, was that <laughs> intentional? Because you've got that un- Orthodox way of holding the pick, anyway. Or were you like, "Oh I, um, crap, I dropped my pick," but we're we're doing this awesome the, video. Let's keep it going. The the rest of the guys in the band will attest to the fact that I am the clumsiest person in the world. <laughs> um, so if you if you put me in an empty room with one thing in it, I'll trip over that thing. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of the same with black drums. It's why I always have to have so many to hand because I'll I'll drop one a song usually so um, okay. the fact that I only dropped one for the duration of that quite long song is a miracle <laughs> small, in small itself victory. but it, <laughs> yeah it happened to be um, again I've had a lot of comments on that whether it was intentional or whether I'd given uh, our video guy the nod that if you go in on my hands now I'll make sure I drop the plectrum but uh, <laughs> no it was um, unfortunately not quite so uh, yeah pre-planned <laughs> uh, Tom sorry I was just going to say like people often do comment on Chris's ability with his right hand and the technique he uses he tucks the plectrum in and he uses thumbs and fingers and whatnot and people think that he means to do that through uh, trial and error and practice but it's just because he drops the plectrum all the time (laughs) and he needs to get himself out of a hole every now and then that's all it is that's great it's survival it's it's recovery he's a recovery exactly that's awesome (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I was I was uh, actually about to ask about the unique grip, but we'll just leave it there. We'll That's just, better. We'll That's better. <laughs> we'll let Tom answer all, all grip related <laughs> yeah, questions yeah. on that. Yeah. Uh, so when you guys are writing, and I know you're you're working on uh, working toward a you know a, a new album, um, we were very sad to discover that all there was of Cardinal Black to this point was this EP. Um, so we are you know very excited to hear more stuff coming, and I know you have stuff coming down the pike. Uh, when you are writing new material, what is it that is in, inspiring you? Is it is it um, you know internal feelings? Is it riffs? You get a groove going, or just kind of vibes in the room? What what sparks a song for you guys? I think it's a, a little of all of those things, and almost kind of wherever the inspiration comes from, you just try and harness that and go. Quite often, there's there's a foundation of tracks kind of brought to the room a little bit. I think that's, you know, any band that says we write in the room, I think that's a lovely idea. But I think for the most part, it's usually one person that goes, I've got an idea of a riff. I've got an idea of a vocal melody. I've got an idea of chord progressions, whatever. And then, of course, you build upon it. And um, But in terms of inspiration, you know... <laughs> At this moment in time, Rob, it's people like you saying, hurry up and write an album. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. No, I, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's kind of any, anything in any way. Like for my part, I will often think of, you know, we, we go music first and then lyrics and kind of top line melody. And I, I love that kind of being in the, in the room with the boys and the arrangement of the music, that, that's everything to me. And then the kind of lyrics come after a little bit, to be honest. But um, yeah, uh, we're, we're super excited to just, that's what we're doing at the moment, right? We were away last week and uh, on a bit of a writing trip and we managed to get a couple of things together that I think stuck. Um, that's what we're doing tonight. And we're just working hard to try and get it because we feel it. I can promise you, we feel it a little more than you when, <laughs> when you realize that there's, there's not that much material. And sometimes we think, well, take a breath. You know, we've, we've not even really been together for about a year, but, um, but I think that because of the way that it launched and because of the way that the spotlight was put on us a little bit early days, um, you know, you, you set that bar and you've got to get over it now. So, um, which is great. That's what we want. And, it pushes us to be in the room more and write more and we can't wait to get more stuff out to you, you know? Yeah. Great. couple of just really quick things. And then we'll end with one question that we ask everybody. Um, so Tom, I'm sure you've heard or everybody y'all have heard. If you could have anybody's voice, I don't know if you guys, who would it be? When I get to heaven, the Lord's going to say, Whose voice would you have? I'm going to pick Brian Adams. Okay, that's my answer. But if he's like, so, sorry, that's not an option. Option B for me will be Tom Hollister. So you're my you're my you're my option B for my vocalist when I, when I get to heaven. You're my choice, Chris. As a guitar, keep player, talking, JP. <laughs> we just gave friends, right? No, but uh, my I, I tell Rob all the time that my list. Of, you know, we're both guitar players, so our list of insp- of guitar inspirations change all the time. So you have creeped into you made the top twenty, which made it seem like. It's not super close, but our list is ridiculous, and you're increasingly gaining. Uh, so keep doing what you're doing. We love me and Rob have both been geeking out. On I you. had to keep like instantly. He's like he's like Chris Buck. He's in my top twenty, maybe top ten. I'm like you got to slow down a second. Yeah. You, surely I had to stop him. Like this, surely there's some recency bias involved. We got to let this simmer for a little uh-huh. bit, and then you can say top ten. I just won't allow it. But I said you I would have probably let you creep ten. But he's like, let's put the brakes on. He's like, you're making an ir- a, a really rash judgment. I was like, okay, well we'll keep him in the twenty, but. Uh, no, seriously though, we you we're, know we're huge fans. Of you guys. instantly fell in love with with you know the combination of the the vibe of the EP, the the tones of both guitar and vocal, and just the the, the feel of everything. I've just loved it, and the sort of um, I feel like there's kind of a stew of 
of influences that you can hear that nothing takes over as, oh, this, this tastes like this, but it's got this just wonderful blend of, uh, you know, all these different ele- elements that we love that have just, you know, combined to, to form this thing that we have just instantly fallen in love with. And Chris, at, I, I could have sworn somebody. you were going to say Ingve was your main, uh, yeah. Yngwie, I thought that was going <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Absolutely, him and uh, him, and Steve Vai. Yeah, definitely. I hear it. I hear it's, it. It's all over there. Scalloped uh, fresh. <laughs> Let's do it. So, question for both you guys that we ask everybody: you are you are on tour either as a solo artist or with Cardinal Black. You go into a gas station. What is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're thinking of that, I'll tell you what <laughs> what mine is. I get a Three Musketeers candy bar, which uh, I don't know if y'all have those in the in the Wells land over <laughs> as Welshness, but it's a uh, the largest candy. Candy bar. When I was growing up, it's the most ounces, and my mom would be like, "You could have any candy bar you want." So I pick a Three Musketeers candy. So bar. you would you would definitely go in with quantity over quality. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's value. That's that's a, that's what so what's your uh, what's each of your gas station uh, snack foods of choice? By the same token, um, if I'm going to grab anything, it'd probably be a sandwich to wear on the side of safety. Okay, but. Anything that is labeled as triple, so you get three sandwiches <laughs> for the price of two in. So um, again, I'm. I'm very much a quantity over quality Dude, man myself. We're the so, same. Uh, speaking, kindred, kindred spirit. Speaking my language. That's awesome. <laughs> um, bottle of Jameson's. Okay. Well, all right. For the stage. There you go. There you go. That's right. <laughs> the stage, the van, for the hotel room, for everywhere. <laughs> for breakfast. Just don't drive. So. <laughs> not in the car. You're right. Tom's not driving. Tom's yeah, not driving. That's right. That's right. No, Tom, trust me, Dad, he's definitely not driving. <laughs> Guys, thanks right. so much. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Hope you guys have, have had a good time. Oh, absolutely. No, genuinely, thank you very much for having us, guys. It's been it's, great, guys. Thank you so much. Been yep. a real treat. Best in your rehearsals and recordings and writings and all the thing. Thank you so much for having us, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, boys. All Cheers. The best. Cheers. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Chris Buck and Tom Hollister, one half of Cardinal Black, oh, man, so your good. favorite new Welsh band of all time. Absolutely. Certainly ours. Um, thank you guys for spending a few minutes with us. It was uh, really nice to talk to them. And uh, all seriousness, I want to see them take over the world. Yeah, we do too. I really want to see them uh, co-headlining tours with like our favorite bands. You know what I mean? Like I want to see them live here in the States yeah. very, very soon. Selling out the Bridgestone. I mean, I'm just thinking about, yeah, I'm just thinking about that would a, rock. a big show with them in a kind of jammy type atmosphere where like they just have like all their songs are like nine minute versions <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Them and fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just do it, man. I want, I want them on a big, I could see myself, you know, people just like follow the Grateful Dead around yeah. and, they, you know, follow whoever, um, um, what's his name? The parrot guy, Jimmy uh, Buffett, Jimmy Buffett. you know what guy. I mean? I could see myself becoming that guy when I, when I retire and Cardinal, Cardinal, Cardinal Black is still going, yeah, exactly. Yes. Cardinal heads better than blackheads. That's I think right. that's yeah. like a yeah. skin a condition pimple. you want to get taken care of. Um, yeah, so let's but let's make it happen, folks. Do your part. Go download all their stuff. Go buy their albums. Uh, buy some physical records when they get them out. Yeah, and uh, all those things. Support Cardinal Black and make sure get a that, tattoo uh, of them. Whatever, become, absolutely. That'd be a cool let's start tattoo. A Cardinal Black Tattoo Club. That's right. And we'll just share it all on Instagram. Ramp stamps galore. The uh, <laughs> yeah, we could uh, if you guys enjoyed the men, but you're like, man, this was really man heavy. Yeah, next month. You're going to love it. That's right. Because we're going, we can tell them what balance. we're doing. We're, we're going balance. balance. Yeah. Uh, next month, we're going all females. Because it's, it's ladies month. Boom. There you go. All females all in month. honor of Mother's Day and all things uh, <laughs> females. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ladies month. Um, it's going to be good right. next month. Yeah. Representation. Let's go. Balance. Let's do it. Ladies month starting next week and we will see you then and absolutely no sooner because we don't have time, <laughs> but we'll see you then with another great song. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music. <laughs>